The message you're about to listen to is a recording from God's favorite house. It is our prayer that you listen, your life will be transformed, and you will be taken to greater heights in your walk with Jesus. Amen. God bless you as you listen to this message. So this morning we are in part three of our series, The Holy Spirit, The Holy Spirit, Power from on High. And um, part one and two, again, if you missed part one or part two or part one and two, please um, get the messages for free online or, or get the CD at, at the back, you know. And, and today we are looking at an aspect of the Holy Spirit that is so fundamental to our faith. It is so pivotal to our faith. It, it, and it is... Also, an aspect that perhaps a lot of people, a lot of Christians sometimes don't really understand. And we have to understand it as, as Christians to be all that God has called us to be. And that aspect is the gifts of the Holy Spirit. The gifts of the Holy Spirit. It is fundamental to our faith. We have Christians that are satisfied that they are Christians. And they don't want anything to do with the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Why? Because it's spooky, you know, it's been abused, and uh, men always push things over the cliff and all that stuff. However, I haven't seen anyone that says because there's um, fake rice out there, I'm not going to eat rice again. As everybody said, because there's contaminated water out there, I will not drink water again. Have you ever heard someone saying, because there's food poisoning, I will not eat food again. It doesn't even make sense. In fact, the fact that there is a fake proves that there is an original. If someone give you 1,000 naira note today, you will check if it is original or not. If you are running a business and you receive cash, you should have a machine that checks to check to see if it's original. That I mean, because there are fakes. But if someone brings 10,000 naira note to you today, 10,000 naira note, do you even have to put it through the machine? You don't. Why? And the reason is because the original does not exist. So the fact that there is fake is proof of the existence of the original. Praise the name of the Lord. So the fact that there is fake manifestations of the spirit is proof that there is original manifestation of the spirit. And we have to understand that that as believers, we can't turn a blind eye to the gifts of the Holy Spirit. We can't. We, in fact, it is so indispensable. We cannot be all that God has created us to be without the gifts of the Holy Spirit, the person and the gifts of the Holy Spirit. So I'm saying 
that our ability to remain spiritually strong depends on how much we rely on God, the Holy Spirit. Our ability to remain spiritually strong depends on how much we rely on God, the Holy Spirit. And we're going to be spending a lot of time in, in 1 Corinthians 12, where Paul explains the gifts. And he started in verse 1 by saying, Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I do not want you to be ignorant. I mean, not even today, even back in the day, ignorance is a big part of a lot of people's journey when it comes to spiritual gifts. And God is saying, I don't want you to be ignorant. I don't want you to be ignorant. And the enemy is, of course, excited when Christians are ignorant. Why? Because when you walk in the gift of the Holy Spirit, you truncate the work of the enemy. You frustrate his plans. Praise the name of the Lord. You frustrate his plans completely. A, 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 a shadow story was, was given when the king of Syria will plan an attack against the, the king of, um, of Israel. And every time, the king of Israel always knew where they were going to attack and always, I mean, foil the attack. So the king of Syria calls his generals and says, somebody is leaking our secrets. Someone is leaking our secrets. He probably drew his sword and said, if I don't get the person today, and one of them said, oh God, don't kill everybody. There's a prophet in Israel. The thing you say in your chamber, in your bedroom, the guy is telling the king, and he says, go and bring him. Now, shouldn't you be afraid? If somebody is telling the things that you are saying, just you and your wife, then you still want to, you think you can catch him. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. But the enemy will keep trying and failing. Praise the name of the Lord. When we operate in the gift of the Holy Spirit, when, when Christians operate in the gift of the Holy Spirit, you frustrate the enemy. You frust totally frustrate the enemy. Completely. And the enemy is excited when folks are ignorant. So, for the enemy to succeed... The Christian has to be ignorant. For the enemy to succeed in your business, in your finances, in your marriage, in your health, there must be ignorance somewhere. You, it must depend on your ignorance. It must depend on the darkness that your ignorance brings. For the enemy to succeed, the Christian must be ignorant. And today, the light of the Holy Spirit will shatter every ignorance in the name of Jesus and every darkness in the mighty name of Jesus. And in verse 31 of 1 Corinthians 12, you know, starting from the beginning, first verse, looking at the last verse, and we're not going to look at everything in between. Verse 31, it says, but earnestly covet the best gifts. Earnestly. He later will introduce love but he's saying that earnestly covet. There are not many places in scriptures that God tells us to be covetous. 
In fact, God doesn't want us to be covetous. But God says when it comes to spiritual gift, that is how serious it is. You are free to be covetous. In other words, you can covet a gift somebody has. And God will say, mm, that's it. Earnestly, earnestly desire. Earnestly. So we have to earnestly desire. It has to be a burning passion. You know, and as we dive into, into this gift, I just need to explain that when we talk about the gifts of the Holy Spirit, there are different branches of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. But today we are focusing on one branch. You know, you, we have the organizational gifts, gifts of leadership, gifts of um, 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 giving, um, and all that. And we have the spiritual gifts, which is what we are focusing on. And we have the other kind of gifts that are not spiritual gifts per se. But they are also gifts of the Holy Spirit. We are not looking at those ones today. We are looking at the spiritual gifts of the Holy Spirit. That's the spiritual gifts. So, in 1 Timothy, 2 Timothy 1, Verse 6. It is so important what Paul was telling Timothy and it's instructive for us, particularly for us that have been Christians for a while. It says, this is why I remind you to fan to flames the spiritual gift God gave you when I laid my hands on you. <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's, it's super loaded. So, fan to flame. But from these scriptures, we can see how spiritual gifts are distributed. The spiritual gifts can be distributed at salvation. Spiritual gifts, you can get a spiritual gift when you receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. You can get a spiritual gift... I would say mostly during worship, like today's worship. The Holy Spirit distributes spiritual gift during worship. And you can get a spiritual gift, in this case, when your spiritual father, Paul, lays your hands, his hands on you. And it can impact spiritual gifts. Now, the fact that you have a spiritual gift impacted on you or resident in you, doesn't mean it's operational and functional. So, Paul was telling Timothy, fan to flame. It's like when you have wood that has, the fire is out, but the coal is still red. If you fan it enough, what happens? The fire rekindles. So, that's the same thing. You and I, we have to learn how to fan these gifts to flame. The KJV says, stir it up. Stir it up. Stir up. Stir up. It's like if you have a, a cup of tea and you put two cubes of sugar in, in the tea. For those of us that still take sugar, you know, I know sugar is getting out of fashion today, hopefully. If you don't stir the cup of tea and you drop two cubes of sugar, what happens? The sugar dissolves and remains underneath. And you can taste the tea and you're like, oh. And 
the taste of a lot of people's lives. The, the sugar, the gifts are sedimental. They have become sediments in your life. And people are tasting the tea of your life and they're like, it's not sweet. But the Lord is saying to you, you need to stay. Praise the name of the Lord. To stare is to trouble. You can't maximize the gift of the Holy Spirit in your comfort zone. Praise the name of the Lord. You cannot. To stare is to create, is to create turmoil, to, to, to ruffle, to turn. So some of us, you've prayed, Lord, stare up the gift of the Holy Spirit and God begins to stare your life. And you're like, no, this is too much trouble. God said, don't worry. The gifts are going to come out through the staring. Praise the name of the Lord. So what am I saying? It is up to me to understand, crave, and stir up the gifts of the Holy Spirit. It is up to you and I to do that. It is up to you and I to do that. In 1 Timothy 4, um, 14, 1 Timothy 4.14, in the same way uh, Paul was speaking to Timothy, the same Timothy, but Paul was also saying, putting another dimension to it, that do not neglect the spiritual grip you receive through the prophecies spoken over you. So you can receive pro spiritual gift through prophecies spoken over you. Praise the name of the Lord Jesus. And when the elders of the church lay their hands on you, you can receive the spiritual gift when elders of the church lay their hands on you. Do not neglect it. It is your responsibility and mine not to neglect the gifts that we have been given. Do not neglect. Do not neglect means do not neglect. So if we do, if we do not stir up the gifts of the Holy Spirit, you become sluggish spiritually. Your progress becomes lethargic. You become stale and eventually stagnant, immobile. So it is not something that is optional. It's something that you have to do. I have to do. We have to stir up the gift. We have to stir up the gift. I will say stir up. We have to. And that's what God is saying. So I haven't understood what the gifts are. We are going to elaborate that shortly, them shortly. And we've understood how we receive the gifts and how to activate the gifts. We need to understand the purpose of the gifts. In, in the same 1 Corinthians 12, 1 Corinthians 12, verse 4, it says, there are different kinds of spiritual gifts. I will say different kinds. <laughs> of spiritual gifts. But the same spirit is the source of them all. There are different kinds of 
service. But we serve the same Lord. So if you look at that scripture, you see clearly that spiritual gifts are for service. Spiritual gifts are for service. Spiritual gifts are for the benefit of another. Obviously, if you look at the pipe that brings water into your house, the pipe is not there for the water, to drink the water. The pipe is there to serve your bathroom with water. True or false? That is the purpose of the pipe. But will the pipe remain dry? As long as it's delivering the water, will it ever remain dry? That's the benefit of being a conduit. So it is not about you. These spiritual gifts we are talking about. Sometimes I think, you know, oh, okay, if I have the gift, you know, I would just be prophesying over my children and prophesying over my business and, you know, I, I become great. <laughs> those, those are the byproducts. The main purpose is so that you can help somebody else, so that you can serve somebody else. In fact, when you look at verse 7 of 1 Corinthians 12, and we need to understand this before we even begin to talk about the gift. You see, it says the spiritual gift is given to each of us so we can help each other. If you are going through a challenge today, there's someone in this church that has a spiritual gift that can solve that problem. Praise the name of the Lord. If you are sitting down there, you also have a spiritual gift that can solve some of this problem right in church. If you are not using your gifts, something is wrong. The NRSV um, translation says, to each is given the manifestation of the gift for what? For the common good. The gifts of the Holy Spirit is not given for self-engrandizement. It's not given for, for, so that when you come in, they will say the prophetess has arrived. You know? <laughs> or look at the, look at, oh. It, it, that is not the purpose of the gift. And we have to understand that. In fact, that is the purpose of the gifts of Satan. When, obviously, spiritual gifts, as you're going to see, the, the Holy Spirit has gifts. The, the devil also has his gift. Every gift of, of Satan is for self-aggrandizement, it's for, it's for selfish reasons. It's for, I want to control my boss, I want to control my husband, I want to, I want to control this person. I want to, it's, it's just about self. Bottom line is just about self. So when people come to God, back in the day, I used to take this course, <laughs> you know, maybe we should start taking them again. And we take people through a spiritual experience. At the end of that spiritual experience, we, we, Using Exodus 3, when God said to Moses, what is in your hands? And says, it's the rod. And God said to Moses, lay it down. Lay down the rod. And that rod became the rod of God. Up until Exodus 3, you will hear the rod of Moses. The rod of Moses. The rod of Moses. After the bonnie bush experience, it became what? The rod of God. The rod of God. Not once was it written as the rod of Moses. Why? Because Moses had laid it down. And sometimes, many of us have been spiritually active even before we come to Christ because the man is spirit. And when, even though you're spiritually active, you come to Christ, many people want to hold on to that gift. 
But God is saying you have to lay it down. You have to lay it down. And laying it down means surrendering it to God. You know, there was some lady that went through that class I, I was saying. And she came forward and she said, Pastor, that she had a gift. She wants to lay it down. What's the gift? She says she has a third eye here. And she can see into the stomach of pregnant women. And she can also see. And of course, it's, she felt powerful having such a gift. So I said, you are ready to lay it down? She said, yes. So we prayed simple prayer. In Jesus' name, we remove this eye. Boom! Gone. You can go. Then that night, she said she, she, she had a huge spiritual encounter. You know, the people that gave her the eye came to fight her. She didn't even know that anybody gave her the eye. She said, she, she, she was small. She had just been using it. That you are leaving us, you are leaving us. And they were fighting her. Of course, she prevailed in the name of Jesus. And today, she's standing strong for God. Praise the name of the Lord. <laughs> you have to lay it down. Before you can even begin the journey into the positive supernatural, you have to abandon the things that you do in the negative supernatural. Another lady I'm remembering now, I mean, back in the day, you know, she came out and says her own gift is that, you know, she, she believes that she's able to seduce any man. And the way she seduces any man, in fact, is, is that, it says when she wants to seduce a man, she dances in one certain way. She will just pass in front of him and do that dance that that man must follow must follow her. So I said, you want to lay it down? She said, yes. I said, in the name of Jesus. And she started doing the dance. <laughs> I said, this dance has met its waterloo. So we crushed the spirit, chased it out. Today she's saved. She's a pastor's wife. <laughs> Glory be to God. Now, the, the, the point is this. <laughs> Pastor's job is very dangerous. <laughs> so, so, so the point is this: you have to understand that the gifts God is giving you is to serve your brother and your sister. It, it is not for you primarily. When you understand that, your heart will be in the right place. Then you can begin to attract the right gifts from the Lord. And so, for, for some of us here, you have to lay down the rod. You lay down today in the name of Jesus. And God will give you his own gifts. His own gifts. So, are you ready? There are nine gifts of the Holy Spirit. There are 12 fruits of the Holy Spirit. Again, today we are not even getting to the fruits. So, we're going to start with the nine gifts of the Holy Spirit. Number one, it's all enumerated in 1 Corinthians 12. And I want to encourage you, go home and read 1 Corinthians 12 again. Sit down with it and read it again. The first is the gift of the word of wisdom. And that is in verse 8 of 1 Corinthians 12. The word of wisdom. The word of wisdom. It says, for to one is given the gift of the word of wisdom 
through the Spirit. And that is the utterance of wisdom. You see, the ability to take facts, what is known, and get a solution. The ability to unravel some very difficult mysteries. You can find yourself in a very tight spot or find your life group or your department or your family, the gift of the word of wisdom. Or somebody comes to you because it's usually for other people with a tight situation and they're like, what do I do, my sister? What do you think I should do? And as you stir up the gift, the gift of the word of wisdom will say, do this. And boom, it will work. And the person says, oh, wow, what you told me, you know, and you will know it by yourself that it's not because you were smart. It was the gift of the word of wisdom. That is the ability to give accurate, wise counsel and advice. The ability to look at a situation and take facts from scriptures most of the time, knowledge from scriptures, and making sense out of it to arrive at a direction that is from God. That's the gift of the word of wisdom. Number two, the gift of the word of knowledge. The gift of the word of knowledge in the same verse 8. It says, to another, the word of knowledge through the same spirit. And you see, the, the word of knowledge is, is so interesting because it reveals facts that can only be spiritually known. It reveals things that there is no way on earth any human being can know. <laughs> word of knowledge can be so un, un, I mean, <laughs> uncomfortable for, for some people. You know, because the word of knowledge just goes straight. Like the, the Elijah would say, this is what the, they have said. And the gift of the word of knowledge is, I mean, one of the gifts that God has used to help shape my life, basically. And I remember... Should I tell you when I first started operating the gift of word of knowledge? Very simple. A friend of mine came. This guy is so accurate. So super accurate. He can look at you and say, ah, ah, why did you wear a yellow shirt yesterday? The guy didn't see you yesterday. And of course, I knew he loved Jesus. He was a child of God. It wasn't. So, I, I sat in my room and I said to the Lord that, Abba, me too, I want this kind of thing now, to help people, <laughs> you know, and, you know, and I got deliberately close to him, that's the safest way to contact the gift, I do life with him, I let our body bump into each other, deliberately, <laughs> and one day, I just gave him a check. I saw the seed. I said, take it. He didn't know what I was giving him. I just gave him. But I said to myself that this thing that this guy has 
it wasn't, I didn't think it was immediately. <laughs> I don't know how long after that. I was just ministering and boom. I'm like, okay. God, is this you? <laughs> is this you? There are men that have come to my office and said, if not that, we're in the same car. I was in the same time with my wife when we came to church and we had this conversation in the car. And we came to church, we saw you preaching and you said exactly what we said in our car. I will have said my wife have come to tell you. I can't count the number of men that has told me that. That's the word of knowledge. The word of knowledge knows the things that you are hiding. There was a time, you know, God said to us, there's, there's somebody here, you have beads around your waist and that bead is for seduction. Abba, how do anybody see the bees around anybody's waist? And the ladies came out and God delivered them. <laughs> Praise God. And I can go on and on and on. You have to understand that you, it is available for you also. You are in business. Somebody is talking to you. You can hear the lies. Word of knowledge. You know that it is a lie. In fact, sometimes you know the truth. They are telling you, A, you are saying B. And sometimes the word of knowledge is so amazing. You know, now, uh, this is, this can sound very, I mean, funny to some people. But I hope you understand what I'm saying. <laughs> There's only one team I support. I don't support Mind you, ask now, any of them. I suppose only Super Eagles. <laughs> now you know where I'm going. <laughs> How you think you know. Honestly, I've had people that are close to me that think I'm crazy. That they are so useless, they are hopeless. Why would you support them? I say you don't, you see, you don't support if you only support people because they are good, what's, what's the, you only love your wife because she's, she's good. You don't love her because she's not, she, she has temper. Something is wrong with that. Do you understand? <laughs> you know, so, so, I mean, you know, and, and so I haven't said that. I'm one that I don't pray I play sports. I don't pray to win. I fight to win. And I've never gone to a game and prayed that oh God let us win. Why? I don't even think personally, you know. Other people are also praying now if you are afraid. So prayer is not what determines who wins. No. Primarily. Except sometimes then God just wants to stop things. Anyway, on, on, what day was, on, on Friday, the match was on Saturday. On Friday, I wasn't praying. And maybe God just wanted me to not have a lot of heartache coming to preach this morning. <laughs> I wasn't praying. I was just sitting down and I just called the score line. I saw the score line. 2-0. And... and and I tried to change it. 
I tried to wield spiritual power. They said this one is FYI. <laughs> it's FYI. Now, now, I didn't pray, God, what is this call? Like, don't get me. Do you understand? I'm not saying people should do that. I didn't, I'm just saying it pleased God to see this boy, hey, he's going to be very sad tomorrow, but let's tell him up front so that he can prepare himself. So, those are the side benefits of the gift of God. That's not the purpose. The purpose is for the common good. The purpose is for me to serve my brothers and sisters. But the same way the pipe does not remain dry, as long as it's carrying water, it will benefit your life also. Gift number three. The gift of faith. The gift of faith. And that's in verse nine. It says, to another, faith by the same spirit. And this gift of faith is the, it's not, you see, there are three types of faith in, in scriptures. There's, there's saving faith, there's the fruit of faith, and there's the gift of faith. So when they say the gift of faith, it's not saving faith, it's not the fruit of faith. And, and, and maybe when we look at the fruit of the spirit, I will explain the fruit of faith and maybe saving grace in more detail. But the, this gift of faith is, is the faith that can believe God instantaneously for the impossible. It comes upon you. There are things that, you know, you, it's, it's like impossible. It just comes upon you. You believe God, it happens. After, when it happens, you, say, you look at yourself and say, how did that happen? <laughs> you know, how did that happen? The gift of faith. Number four, the gifts of healings, plural. And that is also in, in nine, verse nine. Thank you. And to another, gifts of healings, by the same spirit, gifts of healings, different kind of healings, different kind of gifts of healings, different kinds. I, I wish I had time to go into the details, but just take it. Different types of healings and different types of gifts of healings. Some, I know some people that it's internal problems. They are gifted. God it's anointed them. Some people is blood-related issues. Some people is bone-related issues. Healing. The gift of healing. Number, number five, you have the working of miracles. The working of miracles. And you see that in verse 10. It says, to another, the working of, of miracles. And there's a difference between the gifts of healings and the working of miracles. Healing is a work of restoration, but miracles are creative acts. Miracles are works of creation. Healings are works of restoration. Someone used to be healthy, the person falls sick, the person can be restored and healed. That is healing. Someone has never had eyes. The person got brand new eyes. That is a miracle. That is creative. Creative. And miracles happen purely through the word of God. 
See that Psalm 33 verse 7? Psalm 33 verse 6, not 7. Just write that down. You know, so um, number one, word of wisdom, word of knowledge, um, faith, gifts of healings. Number five, working of miracles. Number six, the gift of prophecy. The gift of prophecy. We also see that in verse 10, to another prophecy. And you see, prophecy has to do with, there are two main parts of prophecy. There's foretelling, which is foretelling. So sometimes the gift of knowledge can work prophetically. Seeing two zero. That is something in the future. Foretelling. Then there is foretelling. Foretelling is preaching. A lot of preaching is prophecy. So you notice that when you listen to foretelling in preaching, it's like God is prophesying into your life without anybody saying, thus says the Lord. So, and they work together. And they both work in the gift of prophecy. Number, number seven, discernment of spirit. Discerning of spirit. Discerning of spirit to another. Discerning of spirit. Discerning of spirit simply means recognizing the source of a manifestation. Not everything that is spiritual is from the Holy Spirit. Not everything that is spiritual that is from the Holy Spirit. Recognizing the source of a manifestation is a gift of discernment of spirit. And God wants to give you the gifts of discernment of spirit. It is so indispensable in this our time. In Acts 8, Paul said concerning Simon the sorcerer, Paul says in Acts 8, Acts chapter 8, I think that's the wrong reference. It says to, 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 um, to, to Simon, the sorcerer, it says, I can discern that there is um, guile in your heart. The source of this, your quest, is not of God. It's bitterness is dark, is evil. In Acts 16, Paul, now this is so important, sorry in Acts 16, it's so, so crucial. Paul was, and his guys were going, and one day as we were going down the place of prayer, we met a slave girl who had a spirit, everybody say a spirit. We had a spirit that enabled her to tell the future. Now, unfortunately today, anyone that has a spirit to tell the future, people believe them. Say, ah, pastor, the things they are saying is telling the future. Did the Bible says fake future? Yeah. <laughs> so she earned a lot of money. And obviously, unfortunately, there are a lot of churches that are demon spirits possessed. And people are excited because Oh, they are telling the future. Oh, there's spiritual action going on. Don't be deceived. And a lot of money for our masters by telling fortunes. She followed Paul and the rest of us. Luke was 
there, because he wrote this book of Acts, shouting, this man, a servant of the most high God, and they come to tell us how to be saved, true or false? 100% accurate. She didn't know Paul, Luke, and the guys from anywhere. She saw them and said, this one, a servant of the most high God. Uh, even the devil knows. You know, for, for a lot of people, that's enough to make them feel, ah, this girl, she has the gift of prophecy. She must be a prophetess. Will you make her a prophetess in church? Give her as fellowship leader. Say she should be in the choir. Not here. Jesus' name. <laughs> Accurate stuff. And they have come to tell us how to receive. This went on day after day. Until Paul got exasperated. From day one, Paul already knew that he was ignoring her. You know, ignoring her. Because it's not, it's not everything you, you address. For instance, the last GWDIA and the vigils, I saw some witches sitting down, you know, and as, and as we were praying, I said, I said to the Lord, should I take these people on? Just leave them. They are wasting their time. And I continued the video. <laughs> now, listen. So, something just leave them. They are wasting their time. Even right now here, at least there's one witch here right now. Look straight, look straight, look straight. <laughs> Little straight. Uh. Should we do something? <laughs> I'm looking at the time. <laughs> and God hasn't led me to do anything. But I can do. You know, sometimes, so, when I was younger, much younger, even when the Holy Spirit didn't send me, I would go and cause trouble. So, Paul was exasperated. Thought I said to, to the demon within her, I command you in the name of Jesus, come out of her. And instantly, it left her. And there was a lot of problem because she couldn't divine anymore. And they caused a lot of problem for, for Paul and the guys. So, the point is this. The gift of discerning of spirit. Do you know the source of a manifestation? It's not everyone that speaks in tongues that the tongues is from the Holy Spirit. It's not. You need the gift of discerning of spirit. Praise the name of the Lord. Quickly, number eight, diversities of tongues. We see that in, in verse 10, the different kinds of tongues. And you see, when you look at the gift of tongues in scriptures, this is diversities of tongues. This is different from the gift of other tongues. There are two main types of tongues in scriptures. There's gift of other tongues. Like Paul was saying in 1 Corinthians 14, that he that prays, speaks in tongues, other tongue, speaketh unto God and not unto man. So interpretation is not required. So you are speaking to God. It becomes like a prayer language. The language you communicate to God with. But that is not the gift here. The gift here is diverse kinds of tongues. Diversities of tongues. And there are two types of diversities of tongues. The first is the type that when 
you speak it, it is to witness to unbelievers. So you are speaking diverse kind of tongues, but the unbeliever is hearing it in their mother tongue. Like what happened in Acts chapter 2, 1 to 4, when the Holy Spirit was poured down. So that, that is one type of diverse kind of tongues. The other type of diverse kind of tongues is the one that is spoken and requires an interpretation. And that is usually spoken in a public gathering. So Paul was saying to them, if you are bringing diverse kind of tongues in a public gathering, let there be an interpreter. Because if there's no interpreter, what's the value of speaking in tongues? So Paul did not say don't speak in tongues. Praise the name of the Lord. Did we get that? Number nine, interpretation of the tongues. Interpretation of the tongues. I mean, many of you can remember, we've been in meetings before, when somebody speaks in tongues, somebody interprets tongues, right? Do you remember? You know, so interpretation of tongues. Interpretation of tongues, like every other gift of the Holy Spirit, requires fine-tuning. 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 And when God gives diverse kind of tongues, interpretation happens. Now, the Holy Spirit, the gift of the Holy Spirit is for you this morning. The gift of the Holy Spirit is for you today. Do you want it? Let's bow our hearts as we bow our heads. Say to the Lord, for some of us, we know we have it. It's just sediments in there. Say to the Lord, Stir up my gift, Lord. I fan to flame. Empower me to fan to flame this gift. Seek this gift. Pray for them. Ask God to saturate your life. Come on. Talk to God. Saturate my life with your gift. Yet for some of us, we need to lay down the rod. We need to lay down that Ogbonge gift that is not from the Lord. You need to lay down the rod. And yet, just talk to the Lord. Say, say to the Lord, I lay down this road. If you need to see us after service, that's fine. Just walk up to me and, or any of the pastors and God will help you. And yet there are still some people here. You want the gifts, but like Simon, your heart needs to change first. You need a change of hearts. I want to give my life to Jesus or I want to rededicate my life to Jesus I want to walk in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. I want my life to be filled with the gifts. But I want to come to God first. I want to surrender to Him. Put up your hand wherever you are seated. You don't need to come forward. Wherever you are seated, just put up that hand over your head and we'll pray together. That is me, Pastor. Pray with me. Shoot up that hand over your head. I'll pray together. If you are online, the instructions are scrolling. The instructions are scrolling. God bless you. God bless you. Keep the hands up. God bless you. God bless you. Once you have the card, you can put on your hand. That's all I require of you at the moment. That is me, Pastor. Pray with me. 
I want to surrender my life to Jesus. I want to give him my all so that I can fill my life with his spirit. Father, we, we, we thank you. We pray for everyone in this place today. We, we ask that you take total and absolute control of our lives. Fill our lives with your gifts and your spirit and your life. I pray for everyone surrendering to you. Heal, save, deliver. Let your name be glorified. Honor and glory be given to you. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Let's put our hands together for the Lord Jesus for his kindness, his mercy.